Once again, I'm Rob. I'm Michelle. And this is Two Two Librarians librarians Walk Into a a Shelf. So this is uh, episode 48. We've gotten 48 of these things under our belt. It's a lot of episodes. That is. We're closing in on the big 5-0, having just celebrated the big 4-0. It's all downhill. It's a fast slide from 40 to 50. Once again, <laughs> this is the second time I've done that. So uh, before we get started, this, in the last week, we got this huge donation to the library of just boxes and boxes of cozy mysteries. Do you read cozy mysteries? Sometimes. We're sort of reading one for our mystery, right? Yeah, for our book club this month. So... Uh, just, and they have the greatest titles. So it inspired us to do a list, a top 10 list. This isn't a list of real books. What I did was I talked Michelle into taking the best of the cozy mysteries and mixing them with James Patterson, our friend James Patterson. So we took his book titles, and this is top 10 James Patterson books turned into cozy food mysteries. <laughs> Number 10. The Beach Sprouts, a baneful Brussels sprouts mystery. Number nine, Stalking Jack Fritter, a pestilent pastries mystery. Number eight, Triple Fried, a fatal fried chicken mystery. Number seven, The Bitter Murders, a poisonous pub murder mystery. Number six, The First Gravy, a toxic sauce mystery. Number five, The Midnight Sub, a savage sub sandwich mystery. Number four, Capturing the Devil's Food Cake, a noxious tort mystery. Number three, Hot Cross Buns, a Lethal Loaf Mystery. Number two, Fudge and Fury, a Cruel Confectionery Mystery. Number one, Quiche the Girls, a Bloody Brunch Mystery. Our cozy food mystery inspired titles based on James Patterson books. Sadly, they don't exist. Not yet. He is now working on making all those into all brand new series. We'll get them next week. (laughs) Check your check your local library for Keishley Girls and Fudge and Fury. We have a guest with us today. We do. Hey, I'm here. Oh, look who came in. Were you here the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Keishley Girl. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's Gant Moore. That's me. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Gan Moore. I'm the Master of Ceremonies in the Theater of Your Nightmares, firstborn of the Blood Dragon, Harbinger of Ruin, the keeper of the first language of Elgonor, known only to myself and Dame Judy Dench. And uh, thank you guys for having me here today. I also happen to be the brand spanking new co-host of uh, Books and Beer, our uh, little program that we do on the HMCPL YouTube. And uh, I am also the creator of my own podcast, uh, the horror anthology podcast, Out of Night. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. What don't you do? Eh, work. He doesn't do Windows. <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> I don't support Flash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like there's also some movie line I could work in there somehow. But I can't think of it right now. It's okay. He would do anything for love, but he won't do that. (laughs) Ah, That's what I should have said. (laughs) 
Uh, well, thank you guys for having me on. It's uh, it's not my first time here, but uh, it is my first time in this way as as a as like a guest uh, rather than a character or yes. uh, or a disclaimer. <laughs> I enjoy the disclaimer. Yeah, this is, I guess this is your first time here as a special guest, as like, Gant. Right. Yeah, you're here as not Gant. even Gant more, just Gant. <laughs> not as. Like Madonna. The ghost of Alan Rickman or the ghost of Paul Lynn. I'm always the ghost of somebody. You could be the ghost of Gant if you want. Uh, I don't want to die, per se. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Not now. (laughs) Didn't we kill one of his characters? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Tug. didn't you kill yeah, Tug Ding Wallace. Yeah, so he he I could be the ghost of Tug of uh, Tug Ding Wallace. I feel like the ghost of Tug Ding Wallace will be real greasy. <laughs> yeah, well I mean he was already a little greasy himself. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about cartoons. Really? Yes. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um cartoons, they are uh the greatest form of media. My mind cannot be changed on this. Because uh, so so film is a close second and film is great because it takes everything you can get from other forms of media and puts them together in a nice big old crawfish boil of entertainment and art. Uh, you get the visual stimulation of photography and traditional art, but it moves. It's like Harry Potter, but it lasts a really long time. It's like Harry Potter paintings, but it just goes on and on and on. And then you also get like the intellectual uh, and, and, uh, Word stimulation that you would get from literature. Get you just you, you get to get invested in characters and you get lines that you think about all the time and it's all great. But with animation, you get all that. But we're making it. There's so the the the, the technical marvel of it is beyond me. And it, to like to be totally honest with you, and that's you know that's just something I love about it so much. They it, not it, like. It, it takes everything we can do with film and takes it even a step further because cartoons can just be a way we cannot. Cartoons are essentially gods. Every time you're watching Looney Tunes, you're you're kind of it's kind. I view it kind of like watching the Greek pantheon just get into shenanigans. <laughs> because I mean, like they're not made of flesh and bone the same way you and I are. They're made of something a little bit more like rubber or oobleck. It just <laughs> retains its form somehow, unless it doesn't. Like, unless it just shatters into pieces or change melts. They, they, it, it, it's, it's the law of, it's the law of conservation of, uh, the law of conservation of matter. It, uh, cartoons, uh, cannot be destroyed. They can only be reformed. Right. If you hit one in the face with a frying pan, it retains the shape of the frying pan. Yes. Mm. And eventually will go back to its original shape. Especially if you like blow it up like a float. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I like cartoons. <laughs> What's For your, you at home. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon? My, oh, that's tough, actually. Uh, Tom and Jerry's the one that, let's see, the ones that I go back to the most often are Tom and Jerry, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, um, Samurai Jack. Uh, let's see, what else is there? If we're, if we're including anime... Sure. Uh, in this list, I've always loved Death Note. I've just been rewatching that uh, recently. Um, it's a show called Bakuman, which I'm very fond of. Uh, what other one else? Uh, Adventure Time is a good one. Uh, I'm. Ge- I know I'm going to think of more as we go on, so <laughs> I'm not going to spend too long on that. I am prepared to talk about Samurai Jack, though. 
uh, I actually gave Rob a little bit of homework on this. Uh, Did you do your homework? Well, actually, <laughs> the, the disc you gave me didn't have the episode. Did it not? No. It was season. It was season one. It should have. It, it was disc two, episodes like eight to ah, sixteen or something. Ah, that's lame. So it was supposed to be episode seven. Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, anyway. Had you I fail. You no, fail. Ha, no, I failed as a teacher. This is on me. <laughs> but the thing about Samurai Jack, so uh, Samurai Jack was created by a, uh, one of my favorite creators uh, of all time, one Gendy Tartakovsky. He was uh, he was the creator of uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, back I, in the 90s. I like that. And um, in two thousand one, he created Samurai Jack, which was this tale of a samurai who was flung forward into the distant future where his arch enemy, this, uh, this, uh, huge, uh, supernatural shape-shifting, uh, wizard of pure evil, Aku had taken over the world. And so his goal is to defeat Aku and find his way back to his own time and super exciting action show. Also, the epitome of visual storytelling as far as animation is concerned. It was the first cartoon I ever saw, aside from Tom and Jerry, but we'll get to that, that had that would they would sometimes go entire episodes with almost no dialogue. And I didn't know when I was the seven uh, what exactly that meant, but I knew it meant something, and now... I just look back at it and I'm like, they, it tells such an amazing story, but like not having dialogue is so not what people are used to when they see cartoons. And I just love that he's using the medium in such an effective way. Like such a, Oh man, I love that show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm going to ramble. That's I'm a, okay. I'm a talky talk. dude. So, but, uh, the, episode that I was going to have you watch, Rob. It's called Jack and the Three Archers, and uh, uh, he finds this island that he's told is where where he's told there's a magic well that can grant him the wish to go back to his time, but he's but it's guarded by these three archers that are blind, and uh, but they are so, uh, like, the rest of their senses are so in tune that they can detect the presence of pretty much anything that comes in, and they're the most skilled archers in the world. And at one point, he, he, before he realizes that they're blind, he tries to uh, shine sunlight off the, his sword blade into their eyes to, to get them to miss. But they almost get him anyway. And then he starts to figure it out. He doesn't say anything, but he's behind a tree at one point, and he takes off this hat he's wearing, and he just, like, waves it. Nothing happens. He's like, hmm? So then he drops his hat, and when it makes the, the thud, when it hits the ground, it's just five arrows. Just <laughs> And, oh, man, it says so much, but it says nothing. So is this a – because when you say cartoons, people think kids' cartoons, but they make cartoons for everybody. Yeah. Is this more of a kid's cartoon? Is this more of an adult or a young adult cartoon? So when is it, it for, accessible to everybody? It, it's, it's, accessible, it's accessible to everybody. Uh, when it first released, the first four seasons were rated like TVY7, I think, uh, and it ran on Cartoon Network's like regular block. So, like, you know, the block that kids would be watching. But, like, over a decade after uh, its, its fourth season ended, w- without having any conclusion to the show, it came back for a fifth season. 
uh, and that was aired all on Adult Swim. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that one was a lot more intense. The show had never had blood before. It did now. It had like one or two sexual innuendos that it never had before. There was a little bit of nudity. Uh, so, uh, yeah, season five is not for the kitties, unless you trust your kitties, in which case, you know, have fun. What's your favorite family-friendly? Family-friendly. Yeah. It all depends on the family, but I think, uh, see, I think uh, Steven Universe is a great one uh, for family uh, because it is it, it is one of, if not the most wholesome mm-hmm. cartoon that isn't a straight-up little kids cartoon. It's uh, It deals with uh, heavy subjects. Yep. Uh, and it, but it deals with them in a uh, in an almost entirely positive uh, uh, frame of reference. It is a really great place to um, get people started on uh, learning about gender expression and uh, how do I say this? Like uh, com- just just like compassion, uh, nonviolent conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yes, I, I would say that one is. Uh, and and it's and it's just very investing as well. It's so cute, and it's uh and and it's 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 a semi serial as well. So, yeah, give that one a hard recommend to watch with family. Yeah, we like that one a lot in our house. Oh, good one. This is a good one. That and Hey Arnold. Oh yeah. Everything I just said, except without magic. There's magic in Steven Universe. I don't think I said that. Uh, but yeah, Hey Arnold, I remembered watching that one a lot in the nineties. Uh, I was always impressed at just how, like, I think, I think just about any moral teaching you can get, you can probably get from the character, from the titular character, Arnold in Hey Arnold, the dude, the dude is like the goodest boy in the history of television. That show was great. It was a great show. I haven't watched it since it was new, but it was great. Should probably pull that one out. Watch it with Jonas. I think he'd appreciate it. I think so. Yeah. What was your favorite cartoon growing up, Rob? Yeah. Oh, it's probably like Looney Tunes. I mean, it's hard to argue against Looney Tunes. Because, again, I didn't grow up with a cartoon network, so we got cartoons on Saturday morning or when we got home from school. And what they showed when you got home from school was Three Stooges, Little Rascals, Looney Tunes. Mm. So we got Looney Tunes. And during the week is when we got those old ones. Right. The ones from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. And then there, were, there was a new one that came on then uh, over the weekend on, on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we watched that. But then, like, with the Saturday morning cartoons, we watched all kinds of crazy stuff. But, but I've always loved Looney Tunes. Like, I'll always sit and watch a Looney Tunes. Sometimes... There's some cartoons that I liked when I was little that I just can't, like, I can't do Woody Woodpecker anymore. Like, he's just, I recognize him as the type of person I don't like in real life. Now, <laughs> elaborate on that. He's too, he's too hyper. He's too, he's too into himself. He's, it's all about Woody. His stupid laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. It's like, I would, <laughs> I would choke the life out of a real, 
Woody Woodpecker. I would love to see you choke the life out of Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> Not real life Woody Woodpecker either. I mean, like, I mean, like, like, cartoon who, Rob? like, yeah, like, no, like, who framed Roger Rabbit style? Like, real Rob I choking out cartoon Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker until his eyeballs popped out of his head, which <laughs> happens a lot in cartoons anyway. <laughs> and it would, and it wouldn't even be, and it would. I don't think it would be as satisfying as you, as you think it would be. It wouldn't be like, no, I don't think it would be like, you know, that kind of visceral gory experience you're probably thinking of. I think it would just be like, just be like, yeah, like eyes pop. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. But we, we, we watched a lot of uh, Flintstones. I mean, I, I like, I still watch the Flintstones. I mean, they right there in the end credits, they're at the drive in. Right. So, you so know. your favorite. Yeah. And also, then, you know, if you've ever watched The Simpsons or Family Guy, you have watched the Flint the Flintstones. That's true. Yeah, so. and Just I used to watch. You know, we used to watch Simpsons all the time. I haven't watched The Simpsons probably since the movie. I mean, most of the most of the fans would tell you uh, they would say, "Eh, lucky you." Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you'll be shocked to hear I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. I'm so. so surprised. No, you no one shocked. Back. You never went back. Um, I did when I was like. I mean, when I was in high school, I would watch episodes. That's where I first saw the the Treehouse of Horror episode with the Pierce Brosnan robot house, right. which is why I don't trust robots right. or Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> so, uh, so you just missed out on a whole decade of Bond films, didn't you? Just didn't watch them. Those weren't the good ones anyway, so <laughs> I don't feel like I missed much. I watched one and that was enough. The uh, Daniel Craig ones are much better. I saw this. I saw a YouTube video where a, where a guy described Pierce Brosnan as uh, looking like if a comfortable turtleneck came to life. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, I, I don't like Pierce Brosnan. And I don't trust robots because of that Treehouse Forest episode. <laughs> so, what cartoons did you watch? Just the um, stuff your parents. Well, okay. So, Cartoon Network. I just looked it up. It aired in 1992, but I don't think. I mean, we didn't have cable then, so I don't know when we actually had access to Cartoon Network. But I remember when we first did because my dad was so excited because they showed all the classic Hanna Barbera stuff. Oh, Hanna Barbera! Yeah, yeah that was so. Good stuff it too. was like the Herculoids and Johnny Quest and those, those those cartoons that my dad remembered from his youth. So again, the rule applies. If my parents watched it, it was fine for us to watch. So that's what I ended up watching a lot of. But then Saturday morning cartoons that came on Fox when I was a kid. I still think Batman the Animated Series Ooh. is like, yes. It's, oh man. it's so good. It's, it's, it's the best Batman. Yes, absolutely the best Batman. And I will fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> I mean, you won't have to fight many people. Most people are on our side. Probably. Yeah, I've, I've heard that from many, many it's people. It's so yeah. good. And so I... I there was the Spider Man, the Tick, and Batman the Animated Series, and yeah. that's what we watched on Saturday mornings. So. I never, no, no, I've never seen the Tick. But you would like, like the Tick. Yeah, a lot of I, I have a lot of friends who are really into it. You and, would like the Tick. Okay. The old one. I don't. I haven't watched any of the new ones. Not because I don't want to. Just I haven't. Um. It's that good Patrick McWhorter voice, so. Ah, so that was, it was Patrick Warburton, okay. Yeah, that guy, not McWhorter. Who's Patrick McWhorter? I, I can't say I know. All right, well. We yeah, apologize Warburton. to him for fun not fact, knowing uh, who he is. Fun fact, Patrick, uh, Patrick Warburton also was the voice of Buzz Lightyear on the uh, animated Buzz Lightyear uh, of Star Command series. You remember that? No. It was like a, it was a 2D spinoff they did of a uh, Toy Story. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, it was on the Disney Channel in uh, like the early 2000s. Was it college? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, I was still watching. I was still watching Disney Channel when I was in college. I'll be it. I didn't much. have access to the Disney Channel. Oh, that's when right. I was in college. Yeah, okay. it's a different time. That's interesting. I just I, well, his voice is just great anyway. So, but yeah, oh, I would I would agree. I would say <laughs> I, sh- I should uh, certainly say so. I think I slipped more into Barack Obama there. <laughs> Hold on a sec. And when I was in high school is when SpongeBob came out. Yeah, and it's definitely not for children. SpongeBob is not for children. It is for older children or young adults. <laughs> but I remember watching it with like a friend's younger brother and being like, I cannot believe your parents let you watch this. <laughs> but it, the episode I remember the most is like SpongeBob is trying to convince Squidward to do something. And he's like, Squidward, it's good for your soul. And oh, Squidward is like, but SpongeBob and like flames come up behind him and he looks really evil. <laughs> and he's like, I have no soul. That episode was called Just One Bite. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Impressive. He was trying to get Squidward to eat a Krabby Patty. Okay. Because Squidward claimed to have never had one. <laughs> but it's good for your soul. Oh, and SpongeBob has got like the angel eyes and it's like, anyway, I love cartoons too. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, this, this is so good to hear. It's good to learn this about you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing that animation, there's so many different shows that still come out. Like uh, there's Netflix series animated. There's all kinds of like there's movies. It's not just like for a while. It seemed like it was like for, in my life, Saturday morning cartoons and then whatever Disney put out every year. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to choose from. There's so many adult cartoons. Uh, King of the Hill. We got into that for many years watching that. And it's just like. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is great. I was I was real into Archer for a while. Archer, yeah. yeah. Um, that makes sense. And then different <laughs> ones. Uh, I mean, I can always sit and watch, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, uh, I love that one. I go watch. <laughs> I go watch that. Like, the, there's the, I, there's a line. I don't remember the name of this episode, but there's a line that Shake says that just lives in my head rent free. I mean, cartoons haven't paid a cent in rent in like you know, 28 years. <laughs> But he said, I don't remember what the context was, but he said, like, hey, does that book say anything about flaming arrows? <laughs> <laughs> and Fry asked, where about Fry asked him, where you been? And he, and he goes, work. <laughs> <laughs> I got jobs. <laughs> okay. I, I was like Carl next door. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> I, um, I, for the life of me, cannot do Meat Wad's voice, and God, I wish I could. That, that would be like a genie wish. I would burn a three. I would burn one of my three genie wishes to be able to sound like Meat Wad. That's a good. That's an awesome wish. That's one of those wishes. Like, be like first wish. Gene would be like, "You sure about this?" Yes. Because genies work in a world where they want you to waste the first wish. And then make a stupid second wish and then learn about yourself with the third wish to fix the second wish. So when you pop out, I want to talk like Meatwad. The genie's going to be like, wait, that sounds pretty cool. I don't think you're going to learn a lesson, but let's do this. Boom. Inevitably, I think it would be like I would. So there was, you know, this 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 does have to do with cartoons. So you, you ever heard of the Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. No. So, all right. So that was one. It, came, it was on Nickelodeon. And uh, there was this one episode, uh, episode where there was a genie. Uh, and then, Well, the premise of the show is there's a kid and he has fairy godparents. That, that's the premise of the show. And it deals with a lot of magical stuff. And there's this one episode where there's a genie and somebody rubs his lamp 
and he's explaining the process to him. He's like, okay, and he's voiced by Norm MacDonald. Oh, wow. Which is great. <laughs> it's like, okay, let me tell you how this works. <laughs> it's like, so this is how it go, always goes. So the first wish that it always asks for something stupid, like a giant sandwich or something like that. Then <laughs> the second wish is always for, like, yeah, I don't know, they, they, want, they want power or something. Like, make, 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 me the, make, me this, make me a dictator, make me a king. And then the third wish, after the second wish inevitably goes wrong, the third wish is always, I wish I never met you. <laughs> That's and I can totally work. see. I can see myself doing that. It's like, hey, I wish I never met you, but let me keep the meat wad thing. <laughs> I wish I never made any wish after the second one. <laughs> I mean, I don't really believe in making wishes for the most part because you just you never know how that's going to change things. You never know what might go wrong. Like even if it even if it's not one of those you know monkey's paw sort of things. Like, but like if I could change one thing about me that I'm pretty sure would have little to no effect on everything else, just like make me able to talk like Meatwad. <laughs> I want. This, I don't ask for much. I want this to happen for you. <laughs> I do too. I really do. I'm sad that it doesn't already. I just can't. <laughs> so if anybody comes into the branch looking for cartoons, you're the guy to talk to. I'd say so. All right. There are a few things that I'm uh, that I'm uh, totally confident about saying about myself, but that is one of them. All right. Did you watch that one that you took home the other day? That we I still at? haven't yet. The 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 pop, American pop, American pop. One, yeah, I'm, I, I'm interested I, in that one. I am too. Uh, rotoscope is a. It's a strange, strange thing. Yeah, it, it definitely dips into the uncanny valley. How about this? What I want. I want to get your your you guys' opinion. Are there any cartoons that you guys ever thought were overrated? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I saw an episode of Simpsons at some point and was yeah. like, ah, this is. There's right. nothing funny about this. Let, let me put it this way instead. Let's do like a rapid fire kind of thing. What do you guys think of, uh, if you saw it, Rocco's Modern Life? Not I wasn't familiar. allowed to watch it. Not of familiar. Um, oh, South Park is a perfect example. South, South Park? Park has totally it's, outlived its yes, usefulness. I loved it when it was brand new. I was peak age for that, though. Yeah. Right. I think it's, I think it's maintained its quality a lot better than some of its peers. Okay. That, that are also still, you know, that are just bloated messes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do also agree that it needs to just stop. It needs th- to stop. I, I think it's done. Yep. Uh, let's see. What about? Uh, okay, you, you mentioned Bob Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Bob's Bur- I love Bob's Burgers. Love it. Love it. I find it pretty overrated. Okay. I'm one of. I think I'm one of like the six millennials on Earth that doesn't really care for <laughs> Tina Belcher. She's not my favorite. Okay. I like Jean the best. Louise is, Jean is Jean is an absolute G. I watched the sh- I watched the show for Linda and Jean and Louise, not Tina. Linda also is very frustrating to me. I, I empathize so much with Bob on that yes. show. Yes, that's I fair. I empathize so much with the with the like timid, like with a timid refusal he always offers. <laughs> I like, like it's like. He's trying to stand his ground, but he's so passive that it's just hard to take him. It's like, it's like no, he's you know, could 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 you not? He's just surrounded by such strong personalities that he's just overpowered. <laughs> taking, you're taking up a lot of counter space there. <laughs> and it was so weird for me after watching a couple seasons of Archer and my mm-hmm. wife introduced me to Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And I just resisted it because I'm like, that's Archer's voice. Yeah. Okay, so... 
when I first started watching Bob's Burgers, a Netflix series for kids came out that was based on like the sh- the the Shrek spinoff Puss in Boots, right? Oh, so yeah. like Puss in Boots was a character in Shrek, and then he got his own movie, and now he has his own show on Netflix, and it's not bad, but the three little kittens because mm-hmm. it's fairy tale land or whatever. Right. One of them is Bob. The voice is Bob's. From Bob's Burgers, That's like weird. like there's a baby kitten with the voice of Bob, yeah. <laughs> with, with the so, voice of with the voice of so H. My, John Benjamin. Yes, so my kid is like watching TV. I'm in the kitchen and I hear Bob's voice. I'm like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> He's like, "It's Puss in Boots." I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> oh wow. He's like, "Yeah, come look." And it's it's the voice. It's Bob's voice coming out of because I know the voice is Bob. I don't know it from anything else. Right. But. Jonas is 10 now, right? He is. He's about to be 11. I think, I mean, I'm not his parent. I think he could watch Bob's Burgers. He could, and it would be fine. This was a couple years ago. Okay. But I I was just like, I didn't know what else he had done voices for. Uh, yeah. So I was kind it, of. It is safe to assume that if you hear H. John Benjamin, it's like. It's probably not a kid's show. To be cautious. Just yeah. To like but it was, it was just Puss in Boots on Netflix and. And that's fine, but I was just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> the the voices in different shows sometimes really throw me off. What what's also really weird is to see him as an actor, and the voice comes out of this little bald, yeah. middle aged guy. Yep. <laughs> it's like you you have him kind of like it's like Archer, the kind of schlubby Bob, I guess a kitten now. <laughs> He's kind of a a mix of all of them. Like if you put him in the blender and poured it out. That's the real guy. He definitely looks like a voice actor. Yeah. Though. <laughs> true yeah, that. That's true that. True. I've always wondered what it's like to have to have a voice like his or Patrick Warburton's where you don't even need to change it at all. Can you imagine him doing like an audiobook? Could you listen to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, okay. So let me did you watch the original Nicktoons? You mentioned Rocco's Modern Life. I I mean... Like uh, Rugrats, Doug. Yeah, uh, not not a lot. Like, when when those were on, I was mostly too young to remember it. I watched a couple... I saw saw a couple episodes of um, Ren and Stimpy. Didn't care for it. Wasn't allowed to watch that one. I can understand why. I mean, I I don't think my parents knew I was watching it when I did. But even back then... Well, back then, I was like, I don't... This is just kind of ugly to me, but which was, I'm sure was the point, it was, you know, sure. but, but like, even as an adult looking back now, it's just not my cup of tea. And a lot of the early Nicktoons weren't actually, cause I also didn't really care for uh, Rocco's modern life. Cat dog was all right. Uh, never cared for Rugrats. The wild thornberries was all right. It was a good one. And Hey Arnold was top tier. So yeah, the original three were Ren and Stimpy. Doug and Rugrats. Oh, and Doug. Uh, Doug yeah. was Doug was decent. Too. I like Doug, and yeah. I, I like Doug and Rugrats. Doug, Doug at least seemed like you know he seemed like a chill guy. He seemed like somebody I would actually like to hang out with. Yeah. Same for Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Arnold. That was like my sister's era of Nicktoons. So like, I didn't watch all of Hey Arnold, but I yeah. watched a lot of Hey Arnold while watching my sister. You know, his voice actor changed like six times. No, I didn't know show. that. That's funny. Meanwhile, the best friend, Gerald, mm-hmm. his actress stayed the same even after his voice changed when he went through puberty. Okay, that's funny. So what about Bullwinkle or Roger Ramjet or Bullwinkle? Oh, that's 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 Ten- a deep pull. Tennessee Tuxedo. Moose and Squirrel. 
Fractured fairy tale. Secret squirrel. <laughs> Morocco. <laughs> I, oh, Penelope Pitstop. I don't know. I, are you making these up? No. No. <laughs> Penelope Pitstop was an old Anna Barbera show. I don't remember that one. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, in your defense, I, I don't think Hanna Barbera wants you to remember it. That's fine. I probably not. I remember Speed Buggy and Jabber Jaws. Captain Caveman. Oh, oh God, I, Captain a, Caveman. Oh. There's a there's a punk song that I really love by a band called Pain, and it's all about Jabberjaw. And the first the first line, uh, I love this first line. It goes, "Me and my friends get no respect. What does Scooby do that we neglect?" <laughs> We've been putting all our foes in check, but me and my friends get no respect. <laughs> like this band? Yes, I think that's the one. Okay, I have liked them for a very long time, <laughs> and I didn't. I don't know that I've ever known anyone else to know them. So that's <laughs> well, fun. I only know that song. Oh, okay. And I only know it because, uh, like, back in the '90s, in in Cartoon, I don't know if you'll remember this about Cartoon Network. They used to have like, uh, what are those called? Like, like bumpers? Is that what it's called? Like it, it was like a little animated segment that would run like after a show ended. Oh, and before like the that. next. Yeah. And yeah. it was, and it was like a, like a music video that, that they had made for that song. It's only like a minute and 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved that. And it was, a, and it was a, it was a bop. So it's, <laughs> it lived in my head for a long time until I found it again. Okay. I remember some of those. I remember one called going around in circles with Barney Rubble. Oh yeah, I think I I think I remember that one. What? what okay, hold on. I, I'm thinking of either that or a different one. What what happens in that one? He's just running around in circles. <laughs> just Barney I'll Rubble. find it for you. Just I can't. I can't do it here. That's funny. There was there was one. I I loved that they used to do this. So also back in the '90s and early 2000s, once they started doing original programming, they would do these commercials where they would set up uh, Cartoon Network like the headquarters. And it would be like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There would be like live action uh, people in the headquarters, but there would also be the cartoon characters just living their day to day lives. And there was one short they did where Fred Flintstone was in his car with uh, uh, who was it? With Chicken from Cow and Chicken. Oh God! And uh, this one other guy that I just can't remember. And they were trying to find a parking spot and couldn't. And there's this one part where they see a free space and like, but they also see that Speed Racer is at the end of the other end of the parking <laughs> lot. And they're like, all right, guys, help me gun it. <laughs> but then, but then, uh, like one of the Jetsons ends up taking the space from above. <laughs> I love that they, I just love, I love that kind of effort. I, it's, it's artful to me in, in a way to try and like combine your product with, uh, you know, with, with the actual, uh, I don't know with re- with real life. I yeah. love the fourth wall breaking of that. And cartoons get away with it, and like it just seems better in a way that when cartoons do it. Can't. Yes, yeah. Like live <laughs> action can can break the fourth wall, but what I like about cartoons breaking the fourth wall is it's almost like it seems almost like interdimensional communication. Really, like when when live action breaks the fourth wall. I like it, but it's it's like a an actual person just being like, oh, hey, I'm a real person. Remember, I'm not just this character. I'm right. an actual person. But when a cartoon breaks the fourth wall, it's almost, it's it's like somebody reaching out from another plane <laughs> being like, it's like, hey, there, creators. Hi, God. Creators. You're making me communicate with you. 
So if someone were to walk in here and say best cartoons, you'd say Samurai Jack. Uh, depending on what they were asking for, but I would say, uh, I would okay, some things I would say, you got to check out Samurai Jack. We got a little Looney Tunes. Uh, let's see. We got Archer here. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, SpongeBob, of course. Uh, if you want a movie, I would recommend something called Machia, When the Promised Flower uh, Blooms. That is my favorite film of all time. It is a, it is an anime film from 2018. Uh, what else we got? Um, you know what? I wouldn't say this is the best, but uh, I would say you got to watch Heavy Metal. Okay. Uh, yes. that's, 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 a, that's a novelty watch. Uh, what else we got? Oh, there's one in the kids section called um, The Secret of Kells. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you are tired of Disney, it is a great alternative. Uh, I don't remember the name of the production company, but they have made a few animated movies and they have all uh, received uh, great crit- uh, critical acclaim. The Secret of Kells was the first one I saw. I want to say it was their kind of like their breakout hit. Uh, there was they have another one called Breadwinner, which I haven't seen, but is supposed to be pretty heavy. I believe it was. I believe it won uh, like best short animated film. Okay, maybe I don't know. Those would be just a couple of recommendations for okay. me. That's Get a good more. start. Yeah, you know what they say. Never trust robots. They do say that. Yeah. Don't trust robots. No. <laughs> if you trust a robot, you're probably a robot. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Should I do the thing? Yeah. (laughs) The views expressed by the hosts are their own and are not necessarily those of the Huntsville-Madison County Public Library System. (laughs) How does the rest of that go? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great. That's perfect. What is the rest? We could just leave it at that. The views expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Huntsville-Madison County Library System. For more information on the Huntsville-Madison County Public Library, visit us online at hmcpl.org. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed today, visit your local library, which is us. No representation is made that your librarian is more knowledgeable than other librarians or that they have any expertise on your particular project.